Hi, this is Jana Spica, and welcome to Listen and See. So, so many changes going on, so many changes. I have uh, been thrilled to meet with someone who is like rocking my world with vision and clarity and shedding and um, just being willing to say no. Um, I have a whole list of guests that are going to start joining me. We finally have an office set up. I mean, things are just hopping over here. (laughs) So uh, it's good to be back in front of a microphone, and I look forward to um, having some guests come join me in the very, very near future. Today, however, I want to talk to you about the climate that we find ourselves in, and it's a climate rife with accusation and distrust and um, really just cruelty, if I'm going to be just straight up honest, just straight up shitty cruelty toward other people. And um, one of the things I've been talking to the Lord about is um, I can either choose sides or I can go higher. And there's got to be a way that we can go to a higher place, say heavenly places, if you will, that we see things from a completely different perspective. And one of the things I'm working on is trying to figure out how to be in relationship uh, with difficult people. Can you hear me? Can you hear me how hard that is? But also how to have fantastic boundaries uh, with toxic people. That could be a whole uh, podcast all its own, how to deal with toxic people. Uh, especially when I might be the toxic person, uh, all these things. But today, the thing I want to talk to you about is um, how do we create an environment of safety and how do we change the legacies of our families? We all know that we come from uh, trees that have broken limbs and sick root systems. We all do. We all have these fractures and addictions and generational curses that pass down, pass down. And if you're a believer, um, I know that you found that verse that talks about breaking the chain of the sins of the fathers passed down to the third and fourth or generation in Exodus and going, you know, the part of the beginning of the thousand generations of those who love the Lord. Like how many times have we prayed that? And I have myself, and I've actually had some supernatural encounters with the Lord in the spirit about what he was doing in my bloodline. And that is the intention of the spirit of God in my life to bring that about. And he has calling me um, to do things in the natural to make sure that happens, not to assist him, but to participate with him, to participate with the intention of his heart. The things might be different going forward. So I, I have lots of conversations with my girls, period. They are um, 22 and 17. <laughs> and so you can imagine that they're going, my mom talks me to death. And I'm okay with that because I love them and I'm trying to figure out how to do this in a better, different way. So one of the things that we had a conversation about is I don't have to agree with you to love you. And you're going to hear me say that phrase a lot. I don't have to agree with you to love you. I do, however, have to honor your dignity. I have to be mindful that you carry the grace of God and the image of God, and so do I. And so that creates this very holy space between us. Uh, When I want to attack you or denigrate you or assault you for your, say, political views, or your views on masks or COVID. I'm going to try to keep my voice straight so that you can't tell how I feel about that yet. 
or um, how you feel about some hot topic in the news today, that there is a way for us to disagree and still maintain honor. And in the disagreement, are either one of us actually seeking to understand the viewpoint of the other person? Or are we just trying to be right? So here's some just some bullet points that I want to go down with you. Um, and these are some things that I talked to my girls. We had a family meeting. I don't know if you do that. I highly recommend it where you come together and go, hey, this is really pressing on me and dad. And we feel like this is important going forward. We don't know how to do it, but we're at least shooting at it. Which brings another question. What are you shooting at as a family? What's the climate? What's the culture? You you may say that this is important to us as a culture, but there, if there's no feet behind it, if there's no energy or time invested in it, it's just talk. Because really, the most important thing in your culture is what you're spending time on uh, and where all your energy is going. So that's a say law. I mean, that may not make some of you happy, but still the truth. So here we go. Let's talk about when you're going to change and break generational curses, there are changes and implications. Uh, part of what breaks um, the hearts of us in relationship, whether it's family or friends, it's because there's a lack of communication, a lack of understanding, and a lack of honesty. Sometimes some families scream at the top of their lungs thinking that if we're both screaming that we're going to somehow communicate and understand, but you're not. You're just doing a screaming match and laying off a ton of energy. Some families think that if we're just silent, then somehow the problem will magically go away or it will even worse, it will fix itself, neither of which is true. All it's done is it's gone underground and it's just sitting there festering. Uh, Think of it like being a landmine. Things, unresolved conflicts are like landmines that are there planted underneath the surface and you have no idea they're there until you step on them and someone's going to get wounded, blown up, whatever. It's just crazy. So part of increasing your ability to connect is your your willingness to communicate, even though it's hard and awkward, your willingness to understand the other person, not get them to understand you, but to understand them and the willingness to really be honest. So here's something that just recently happened, actually on multiple occasions, where someone hit a landmine, got triggered, got offended, and did this one-sided dump, an evaluation of someone's character. You do this. You're like this. This is how you are. You always do this, blah, 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 bam, 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 bam. And so in that moment, they felt better because they were able to get out honesty somewhat, finally. But then what happened was the conversation stopped. Because the person who did all the venting was unwilling to have the other person go, great, you just gave me a character assessment. Now let me also give you a character assessment. Wow, this is where things break down. Instead of communicating about an issue or a problem to resolution, we went straight for the jugular and went, you're a terrible person. And that's why this happened, which is never, ever the truth. Conflict between two human beings is rarely because of character defects and much more likely because of a lack of understanding and a lack of compassion. We're all human. We're going to all screw up. We're going to all hurt each other. The sooner we come to realize that, the sooner we're going to be quick to forgive and seek to ask for forgiveness. So understanding that 
building different bridges, building different levels of connection is willingness to communicate, willingness to understand the other person, willingness to be honest. Now, listen, I suck at, I am such a bold person, but I suck at being honest about, hey, I didn't like that you talked to me like that. Hey, I don't feel great right now. Hey, this makes me uncomfortable. I just will eat stuff because I, I sometimes feel like, oh, to do the loving thing is for me to be quiet and to be silent. So I'm from the South. So you smile and go, I'm fine, which is the biggest lie ever, ever, ever. So I'm working on just being really honest. Hey, I feel really uncomfortable right now. And I had a another friend, she's a, a woman leader, a business owner, and I was talking to her about some of these uh, conversations with these dumps on me. And she just looked at me and she goes, I tell people they can't talk to me like that. You just straight up cannot talk to me like that. I'm going to have her on the show because she's a ball of fun. But Alexa just really challenged me about what a fantastic boundary. Hey, we can talk about the issue. We can talk until we come to resolution. But you can't talk about me to me and attack me because that's just not okay. That is how you start breaking down generational dysfunction. That is how you start breaking down um, this iced over kind of communication. So many of us are in relationships where there's just zero conversation. It's because no conversation feels safe. So one of the things that we agreed to as a family, coming back to our family meeting, is that we agreed to agree (laughs) that all of us are trying to make the best choices that we can. And those choices, I may not like what my daughters are choosing. My daughters may not like what I'm choosing, but that we can trust that God is working in us and that we're trying to make good decisions. And even when we make bad decisions, we can still love each other through that process. Because if we're not able to make bad choices and make mistakes, then we are living in this performance mentality nonstop. And what the Lord holds out for us is unconditional love. You don't have to get it all right every time to be loved. No, the Lord is going, I see your weakness, your frailties, your flaws, and your sin, those being different things, your willful sin. And I love you because I know that my love can bring you to a fullness and a trueness of who you really are. And that's the standard. We may not like that standard, but the standard is to love people, you know, at greater things. We say we're going to make a t-shirt that says love people through the stupid, but you got to spell stupid S-T-O-O-O-P-I-D like this. Love people through the stupid. Because you know what? Somebody loved me through the stupid. Somebody's loved you through the stupid. In your most broken, frail state, full of sin and weakness and mistakes and dumb choice after dumb choice, somebody loved you through the stupid and pointed you to the truth and the beauty and the freedom of Jesus. And so it's our honor to turn around and love somebody else through the stupid. Do you get it? And I'm wired today. Anyway, um, one of the other things in our family meeting was creating an environment uh, where you can be heard and that um, confessing where we've created environments where you cannot be heard. Uh, in the last couple of years, I've gone through this utter transformation about how I present and that my way or the highway. It's not even so much that that's kind of the climate I grew up in, my way or the highway. But it's like I believe so passionately about the things that I think and I believe in the things that I teach that um, my passion and zeal often takes up the whole space in the room. 
And so if someone disagrees with me, there's not a lot of room for them to go, hey, I feel passionately too, but it's completely the opposite of what you think. So a friend of mine and I were having lunch the other day, and she was talking about um, when you have, like, let's just go there, political disagreement. So here's two friends, two other friends, her and a friend. They love each other. They are both believers. They go on retreats together. They pray for each other. They genuinely like each other, but then uh, they post stuff on Facebook that is so hurtful politically as if, um, like, for example, let's say if you're a Republican and you say you hate Democrats and they must be stupid, or if you're a Democrat and you say, I hate Republicans and they must be stupid, well, you're actually looking, pointing that gun at brothers and sisters that you sit across from at retreats and churches and worship nights and dinners because guess what? We love Jesus and we disagree politically. So there's got to be a place for us to stand. I don't have to agree with you to love you. And you don't have to agree with me to love me. But there's that space of honor and dignity of the life of God within us. So here's another thing that's really, really big. Doing family blessing instead of family curses. One of the reasons why family curses have continued the way they have is that no one has been blessing the family line instead. We just accept this is the way it is, it's the way it always has been, it's the way it's going to be, and that's a curse. Because when the life of God shows up, He makes streams uh, in the desert, and He calls things that are not as though they were. And we don't have to be able to see the change in our, our legacy, we just have to be declaring the name of Jesus in our legacy that He can make all things new. So we want to continue to bless our bloodline going forward uh, because we already understand what it feels like to live in that curse of broken relationship. Another thing is uh, that we would guard uh, our connection, but not at the expense of truth. Um, so many times in family relationships, in any relationship actually, you we withhold information, we withhold truth because we think that it's going to break the relationship. So we talked about the difference between peace faking and peace making. Peace faking is I'll say whatever I need to say just so that you'll like me and there won't be any kind of conflict. There's no health in that. There's no freedom in that. But peacemaking, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers because they get in there and they make peace. There's a labor involved in that. There's an expense and a sacrifice to peace making. And you say the hard things, you cut the right way, you put in the stitches, you boil out the medicine, the infection so that you can put medicine in. It's messy. It's real ugly. Peacemaking has an expense to it. And we want to be willing to go there, particularly with those relationships that God has called us to and that are extremely valuable. So here's just a question for you is how many uh, don't touch this topics do you have in your life? You can't talk about politics, religion, gender issues, partner choices, money choices, um, sex. Um, shall I go on? It's like denominations. You can't talk about I me mean, like all this stuff that we can't talk about. Well, why? Why can't we disagree and learn something different and still move on? Because I know what I think, I know what I feel, but I don't want to be so uh, locked into a tower uh, that I can't let any fresh wind blow through. I want to live in a, a house that's got windows and doors that a new breeze can blow through. I don't have to keep everything, 
but it can refresh the room when I can just hear somebody else's perspective. I'm going to say this to you again. I'm working on this because in case you haven't noticed, I'm highly opinionated, but I want to be a lifelong learner. How about you? And the way that I learn is to hear different people's stories, different people's perspectives, different people's histories, so that I can see where they came from and why. And I think that honors the Lord when we do that. Finally, the last thing I just want to say is, I want to ask you to up your ante on honoring other people. Um, There's a scripture, and I actually can't pull the reference for it right now, but it says that um, the Lord says, He who honors me, him will I honor. And I got that verse just like planted in my soul. And if I will honor the Lord in the way I think and treat and talk to other people, then the Lord will honor me. And that's a payoff that I'm really eager for. I want to try to figure out a way to handle my emotions, handle my thoughts and my uh, triggers enough that I can be with people in an honorable way. It's a lofty goal, I know, but it's what God calls us to. So as you're trying to go through your day-to-day thinking, pay attention to what you post on um, social media. Pay attention to how you might be pointing your uh, opinion gun at the people that you love the most. And is it really worth it? And I'm all about changing the culture. I'm all about going after topics that need to be resolved and healed. But I'm not sure that it comes by way of uh, knocking down human beings and people that we love. There's got to be a higher way. In fact, Jesus says that there is a higher way um, than what we see at this level. So calling us up, always calling us higher to look for the way that how would Jesus be Jesus to this person through me right now? Not how would Jesus do it? He would do it perfectly. But how would Jesus do it as Jesus through me right now in this moment? And here's one last thing that the Lord's just brought to my mind. You can't misquote silence. Sometimes the best thing that you can say is nothing. If you can't say anything nice, then maybe you should wait until you can get your heart back under control and engage in the conversation to see how you can really be interested in what the other person's saying. If only one of you can be right, then we've both, we're both wrong. If only one of you can be right, then we're both wrong because we missed out on some kind of resolution and healthy way of being in the world. So I'm just going to pray for you, pray for myself, pray for us. Jesus, I pray that your spirit of honor and dignity would just so reside in our hearts and in our mouths that we would be, we would think twice before we just lambast someone else, before we think that you're just going to give them a piece of your mind, that we would think twice about that and instead give people a piece of your spirit. That's what I need. And that's what I know people around me need. So would you just stir our hearts and effective affections to be full of you, even in the muck and mire of humanity, even in the ugly places, Lord, that we would keep our eyes on you um, and not on the offense and not on the unforgiveness and and not on the hurt. Heal the hurt, Lord, because we've all been wounded by other people. So we turn to you for your healing and we turn to you to be healing in the world that we live in today. I just bless you guys. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Jana's message today. Remember, you can support this work and other Greater Things endeavors by checking out greater-things.org for details. That's greater-things.org. Thank you.